Hi, it's Melissa Moore. Welcome to Mile High Magazine. Thanks for being with us on this Sunday morning. Well, talking this week with Gabriel Romero, the executive director of Aurora Warm the Night. Well, let's talk a little bit first about general homelessness. Uh, what is going on here in the state of Colorado? It's interesting. I think that, number one, COVID has made things much worse. So let's just start with that, which means that we're 80% higher homelessness rates or poverty. There's various other categories you can kind of lump into that. Mm-hmm. But, but that's the to start with. Um, but, you know, overall, of course, the biggest issue with homelessness is housing. Right. So where do we put people? And, that, and it kind of starts there. Lack of of resources for mental health, but but it kind of starts with housing. Okay. And so explain to me, you know, you said that we're seeing a big increase with COVID. When did, did that sure. start, you know, a year ago? When did that really start in peak? Well, I think what happened is as these, you know, there are certain uh, industries that were heavily affected. Mm-hmm. Uh, the food industry um, and really anything, a lot of the things that Many of our folks, what we were able to get them jobs doing, um, you know, factory work, um, anything having to do with restaurants or food prep, all of those jobs, like, essentially disappeared. Mm. (laughs) So that left a big, big void. Right. Um, So that was kind of the start of it. So COVID, what it did was, because it closed certain industries, it put people who were kind of right on the brink of maybe kind of living in poverty, but they were still kind of making things work, um, it immediately put them into the poverty um, category. And when you get into that poverty category, of course, then the residual happens, which is, oh, I can't pay my rent. Mm -hmm. So I end up losing my place. And then, you know, the problems just compound from there. So once somebody becomes homeless, in other words, they lose their their place of uh, their residence, their apartment, their home, um, it then becomes a much more difficult problem to deal with, right? Because then you're dealing with everything that comes with that. We have to find them a place. Uh, and then, of course, the other things that go along with it, like maybe they need childcare, maybe they need, um, you know, various uh, food, clothing, all of those things. So, right. um, so really COVID was just kind of exacerbated the problem, I guess would be the best way to put it. Um, and that is not going away. Um, it's just getting worse and worse. People have not really gone back to work in those industries mm-hmm. like we would like to see, you know. But um, the good news is that a lot of funds from, you know, marijuana funds and CARES Act funds have been diverted to social um, programs like ours. So we're, so we're working on it. You know, our goal is to really hit the people that are, we don't want people to become homeless. <laughs> so right, that's definitely right. a priority. Um and then, of course, people that are homeless to some degree, we, we want to work on people that, you know, can they work? Is it just that they have a few barriers that we can get past to get them back to work? So those are, you know, what we consider easier cases. And then, of course, the, you know, the chronically homeless, we have a motel program where, you know, we're keeping them off the streets as much as possible as we figure out what their next step is going to be. So as you can imagine, all of those things that we have to do, you know, be, get pretty expensive. Oh, <laughs> so, I'm sure. Um, so, you know, we have to uh, uh, really my goal and, and what I do most often, I'm looking for funds, you know, mm-hmm. funds and, and ways to keep these programs going. Um, 
because they're so needed, especially now. Right. Well, explain for folks who don't know about Aurora Warms the Night. Explain the program. Sure. Well, Aurora Warms the Night was originally started um, in 2006, and very simply, all we were doing was getting people off the streets when it was really cold. So, you know, we've had that the really cold spell that we just experienced here in Denver where it was, you know, negative negative degrees uh, for many days. So, you know, you really can't have anyone outside, even if they're, you know, in a tent and bundled up and all of that stuff. It's just way too cold. So that's how we started out. Um, and our only goal was just to get people off the streets when it was cold. And so in the last couple of years, we've grown, and we have a, a motel program where we work with the local motels on East Colfax, and essentially those motels are our temporary housing um, or transitional housing. So the people that we work with on the streets, we can put them in those motels while we figure out what their next step is, meaning whether they get a, you know, we're working on getting them a house, we've got them employment, we're working on their mental health issues, whatever it happens to be, those motels are a valuable resource for us because it keeps people off the streets while we um, get them where they need to be. We get them to their next step. So really the folks we work with are kind of, you know, all over the map. Um, And some are easy, some are much more difficult. Um, But the one thing that is pretty common about everyone in these situations is most of them did not reach out to us. We went out to find them, you know, because, uh, you know, it's amazing and probably um, many of the people listening won't relate to this, but some people just don't know what to do, mm-hmm. meaning they don't know who to call, they don't know to search the Internet. You know, those things are just not common knowledge to them. So, you know, we, we go out and find these folks that are um, going to be evicted. We find these folks that are out on the streets and we help them to, you know, take these steps um, and, and in many cases, we do it for them. Mm. Um, but that's what we do, you know, and that's what makes our little population kind of invisible to many people, I think, because, you know, I think sometimes people don't realize that there are folks out there that just really don't know what to do for whatever reason. Um, and we're there to kind of pick up those um, those folks and get them going. Thinking about COVID and, and how this uh-huh. has just changed, have you heard from people saying, I never thought this would happen to me? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Especially those that are kind of new to this, because many of the folks that are becoming homeless, it's not that they're lazy, <laughs> you know, they have been working mm-hmm. and always worked. And if you happen to be a you know career waitress or a cook, and those jobs are just now gone, and that's what you've been doing for 30 years, that's tough because mm-hmm. you're not really used to having nowhere to go, right? If you, if you work in the food industry, I mean, the idea is that oh, I could get a job anywhere at any time. Right. And that's just not the case. And the same thing goes for, you know, many other industries. That's just the one that um, most commonly comes to mind um, with the folks that we work with, especially, you know, on East Colfax. But um, I think that you see that. I mean, in the shelter that we're a partner in the, the East Shelter in East Aurora with Mile High Behavioral. And um, we have a lot of people in those shelters where they have jobs, but they have nowhere to live because they lost their place somewhere along the way. So they stay in the shelter at night where they get a nice warm bed 
and then they go to work every day, just like anybody else. They mm-hmm. just don't have anywhere to go. And there are a lot of folks like that, and that seems to be the biggest change in homeless population. You know, our chronically homeless that we've been working with for years, the handful of folks that we work with there have not changed. And, you know, we know them really well, and we understand their situations that keep them from having places. But now there's a whole new crop of folks, right, that have never been in this situation before. You know, they're scared. They don't know what to do. They don't have family to go to, and they have no place to stay. And so that comes with a a host of problems, um, including, you know, those are people we have to feed. Mm -hmm. Those are people we have to clothe. Those are people who um, are very likely to get taken advantage of on the street because they just don't, they don't know the street, right? That's the new world for them. So they're very likely to be taken advantage of in many ways. Um, So, you know, it's a pretty scary situation for, for a lot of folks and, definitely a new world for some. Well, and I've got to imagine that, you know, as you talked about, when somebody loses their home, the cost to get back into an apartment, that's huge with the deposit, with the all, right. all of that money. So I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying. And keeping somebody in their place is a huge part of what you do. Well, absolutely. And, you know, and, and let's even go to the, the landlord side of this. It costs a lot of money to evict someone. <laughs> you know, it's not a... I don't, uh, I don't think landlords are in this to, to get people out of there, but, you know, they're certainly in a tough position too, right? They, right. They're not getting rent, and unless they have worked something out with, with the state, you know, they're, they're struggling too. So, you know, it's, not a, it's certainly not a, one of those things where we're blaming anyone. It's, it's not something anyone could, could control, right? It's a, this pandemic has just hit everyone in, in many different ways. Um, so I think that, you know, our goal when we, when we find out people, you know, our goal is to kind of get people to get people's attention to say, look, if you're losing your place, call someone, right? Mm-hmm. Because you, you can get relief. You know, there are three months of rent that we can pay. We can talk to the landlords about, you know, hey, we'll, we'll help to cover this person's rent. And here's why, you know, we are working with them on getting a job. We're getting mm-hmm. them childcare, whatever it is, but we want to work with you know, not just the people themselves, but the landlords and people who are willing to rent out um, that don't have people in their places, right? And, you know, the one thing about the motels is that nobody's staying in motels right now. <laughs> you know, by and large, they're, they're just not busy. So mm-hmm. we've been very lucky that motels have been willing to work with us at a discounted rate, but that becomes our temporary housing. But that's expensive as well. You know, they're, um, we want to get people back into a permanent residence um and we're you know if we we have have to spend 1500 bucks on that person that's worth it if Mm -hmm. they can get a job we set their child care up whatever the case may be if we get all of those pieces in place then that's a victory right because we we kept them in the place they didn't get evicted they they have a job and we were able to work out some variables for them to you know to get them going um, and I think most people fall into that category right now. It's just they just need a little help. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that little push to get them where they need to go. But really, you know, there's a whole bunch of people that are in that, you know, two grand would change their life. Right. And I mean, Colorado is an expensive place to live. We all know Very that. Very expensive. 
That's right. You know, it takes a lot of money to live here. And when you lose your job or your business has been so affected by the pandemic, I mean, yeah, you can see how it's just a trickle down effect. So obviously, a lot of these programs we're talking about, all of this help, it is money. So how can folks help Mm -hmm. you? Our website is the best is the best way to go, and that's auroraWarmsTheNight.org, spelled out exactly as it sounds. Aurora warms the night. Um, yeah, those things are are really important to us. Um, of course, we're always in need of vehicles that you know if people are getting rid of them or discarding them, um, we use those to deliver food and you know the whole nine yards. So mm-hmm. um, you know, think about all the people we have. Any given night, we have between 120 and 150 rooms rented out, and we deliver um, boxes of food to each one of those motel rooms. Oh, wow. Um, so vehicle needs, and um, but certainly money is, is the best thing, but we take uh, coat donations, and anyone who is willing to volunteer is, is certainly appreciated as well. Um, you know, it's, it's a... It's a labor of love, and there's a lot of people who need help out there uh, right now. And, you know, when people realize that this kind of invisible world, um, I think they're more, um, they look at it and they kind of realize, wow, this is, you know, this is a lot worse than I thought. Because I think um, not not many folks live on the fringes like the people we work with. So, right. um it's great that you're making people aware of it because it's certainly a a, a tough time right now and yeah. worse than I've ever seen it in my life, that's for sure. Well, and like you said, it just keeps getting worse just because, you know, the restaurant industry is not fully open right now. It's and, not. you know, then so many restaurants have had to close down. So, yeah, the need, I can I can see where the need is huge. Uh, the organization is Aurora Warms the Night. We're talking with Gabriel Romero. And, Gabriel, before uh, you leave again, once again, what is that website? And like you said, you're needing vehicles and clothes and coats, but also monetary donations to help these folks. Where can folks go again? What's the website? The website is auroraWarmsTheNight.org. That's auroraWarmsTheNight.org. And we operate, for just so everyone knows, we operate on the East Colfax Corridor. So right as Denver meets Aurora on Colfax, um, we're in that world over there, and we kind of take care of all the folks that we encounter on the streets there. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for just kind of shining a light on this organization. And uh, best of luck to you. Keep us posted. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Thanks for spending this Sunday morning with me. You can always get more information on the radio station's website. And we'll see you again next Sunday. Go out, have a blessed day, and be kind.